This is The Power Profile, stories of world-class leadership, hosted by award-winning broadcast journalist and media entrepreneur, Christina Mendonza. Get ready to connect with those defining success. This is Power Profiles. I'm your host, Christina Mendonza. Formally, I called this space a fresh agenda. And while I'm still chatting with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, I've changed the title because I really want to lean into the characteristics of each interview that can give us power in our own lives, whether it's professional or personal. These people I'm bringing to you in this space are powerful. Their stories have the power to influence decisions, direction, and give us motivation and momentum. So I'm happy you're here, and this is my very first interview of my rebranded podcast. It's actually the perfect place to start. Ken Lindner is a career choreographer. He is one of the most sought-after and powerful agents in the world of broadcast talent. Name a top network anchor or host, and they definitely know of Ken Lindner and are probably represented by Ken. We're talking Lester Holt. Tom Bergeron, Mario Lopez. For over 30 years, Ken has represented broadcast talent, hundreds of broadcast talent, at the network level and in markets large and small. He's advised countless careers, including at one point mine. Ken represented me early in my career, and I remember visiting him at his high-rise offices in L.A., where he still works with Talent Daily, and he's now written several books. His latest is called Aspire Hire, How to Find Love, Positivity, and Purpose to Elevate Your Life and World. Ken, so great to talk with you again. How are you doing? I am great, Christina. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Love it. You represented me early in my career. I remember you talking a lot about career management at that time, um, soft skills. I want to know what patterns that you see developing in your clients that you either want to correct or encourage when it comes to life management? Well, I think the choices that we make in any career, in any walk of life, are crucial because they set the stage for whether you're going to fulfill your potential or whether you're going to be frustrated. So choices are so important. And knowing what you really want in your career is so important and in life because how can you be a great choice maker, a great decision maker, if you don't know either A, what the end game is, or your goals are, or at least what you love to do and what you're good at. So I believe uh, that there is a logical set of steps that anyone can take to put the percentages in their favor that they will attain their goals. And professionally, I call that career choreography, and that was the title of my last book. And I think it's really important to be very strategic about the jobs that you take, the positions that you take, the relationships that you have, and the choices that you make, uh, because that sets the stage for everything. So in your new book, Aspire Higher, How to Find Love, Positivity, and Purpose to Elevate Your Life and World, um, you talk about something called positive life choice psychology. Tell me what that is. Well, it's something that I founded, and it's a philosophy of truly valuing the choices that you make. Because as I said, choices are precious. They're crucial. Your life is a reflection 
of the positive and poor choices that you've made. And your future path is going to be a reflection of the same thing. So the key is you want to put yourself on a great life path by the choices that you make. And I believe that you start with small steps, get your victories, get your confidence. It's like going on a diet and losing the first five pounds. You'll look good. You feel good. People may even be noticing. You're fitting into clothes you couldn't fit into. And you feel like, I want to keep doing this. And you continue to make smart dietary choices. Same thing with making life choices. You start to see that you can affect positive change in your life. You begin to feel really good about the power that you have to put your life on a great course. Your self-esteem starts to grow. Your feelings of self-worth start to elevate. Your self-image elevates. And those all are empowering feelings that will motivate you to continue to make great life choices in the future. Now, you've seen a lot of people make a lot of choices in your professional career. And it would seem as human beings, we are going to make choices. Um, and if they have a good outcome, then we're going to continue to make good choices. But sometimes we get derailed. What in your experience has derailed people when they are faced with that crunch time decision? Well, Christina, that's a great question. And this is such an important answer because... Oftentimes, we make decisions and choices when we are hijacked by toxic emotions, when we're fearful, when we're enraged, when we're desperate, when we feel frustrated, when we feel lonely, when we feel needy. We tend to do something quickly. We push the send button on a message we know in hindsight we shouldn't have sent. We say something that we later regret. We do something to make us feel good for the moment, but that choice is inconsistent with your highest values, your highest goals, and the way you want to live your life and you ideally see yourself. So you feel disappointed, you feel let down again, and your self-esteem drops. Your feelings of self-worth drop. Your, your self-image goes down. And that can lead to really poor decision-making. So the key is you want to make cognitively clear decisions. And I talk about this in Aspire Higher and give a series of steps where, whereby you can clear your mind and make sure that the choices that you make reflect your highest goals, your highest self, and your highest values. That's what you want to do. You know, it's a conventional thinking that when you have a big decision to make, you sit down with a piece of paper and you write all the positives and you write out all the negatives and you try to weigh them against each other. What, what is the first step you take personally when you're trying to make a difficult decision? First step is, and I think this is important for everyone, and again, this is a, a chapter in Aspire Higher. I know we're all busy. But the key is, if you want to make your best choices and you want to live your very best life, you really need to take quiet time to know what you really want in your life. What would make your heart sing? What would put a smile on your face, a smile on your soul? Because if you make decisions without knowing what you really want in your life, then um, it may, these decisions may turn out to be counter uh, to what you really want in your life. So the first thing I do 
Christina, is to think about what I really want to secure in my life and what I really want to secure with this particular decision or interaction. And it's got to take me, uh, it's got to be a step towards attaining the goals I really want to attain, and it's got to be consistent. What I do has to be consistent with being my best self, because if I'm proud of what I do, if I'm proud of, who, of how I conduct myself, it builds, again, feelings of self-esteem and self-worth. And those empower me to continue to make good life choices because I feel like I deserve those choices and I'm worthy of the better life that I'm either developing right now or that I aspire to have. What is one of the most important decisions you've made where you feel like you've used this technique well and, and things turned out as you had hoped? I would say one of the decisions... Um, certainly was um, leaving a major agency and starting my own company. And it was a very difficult decision because I was very comfortable. I was financially comfortable. I had a nice position. Uh, I had security. So those were all really good. But I knew I could do it better on my own. I knew I could charge my clients a better commission on my own, and I really felt like being an entrepreneur and not working for somebody or a company that had maybe uh, different goals and values than I had, um, uh, I felt that I would be in harmony with what I really wanted in life. It was one of my callings, and I believed and still believe that if I did right by every client, my enjoyment of what I did would come, the success for my clients would come, and the financial rewards would come. And they all came. Mm -hmm. But I had to have a big picture goal in mind, and I had to be in touch with what I really, really wanted in life. Because then, if you make choices that are consistent with who you are and what your, what your highest goals are, you're going to make great life choices. You um, handle so many of uh, the nation's most uh, popular and uh, prominent journalists, hosts. Um, during the pandemic, have you seen priority shift and, and people making different decisions, um, holding different priorities? Yes, Christine. By the way, I'd, I'd love to tell your listeners, you are one of the most talented broadcast journalist I have ever had the pleasure to represent. So oh, thank you. That. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I have had so many clients come to me during the pandemic and they may be in markets far from home. They want to go home. They want to be closer to their families. Um, people want better work schedules. Uh, most newscasters can't work from home, uh, even though, at times, they have done that during the pandemic. Long term, that's not a viable option. Uh, I know many people would love to work remotely. They've gotten used to it, and they see all the virtues and benefits of it. But in my um, line of work or my client's line of work, that's not possible. But I do see a shift, a strong shift in values. And the values are, one, I want to be closer to family 
and I want to spend more time with family. So I have seen a big shift, and many clients uh, decide to leave uh, where they are to go back uh, to be closer to their parents and siblings. You know, the population you work with, journalists, uh, mostly, but hosts as well, they, they swim daily in this news ecosystem, which is not easy to do when you have so much bad news that you have to report on every day. Um, how do you inspire your clients, uh, the people you work with, to, uh, to live positively and to be able to create that space for themselves to make decisions? Well, that is a complex um, question and answer, but I will tell you that I believe my clients have to believe that even though they are, you know, swimming in bad news most of the time, they feel that they have a higher calling, and that is they're supplying information that we all need. We need to know about COVID. We need to know about earthquakes. We need to know you know, what's going on in our world and how to navigate it. And I believe that what drives my clients is that they are doing a public service um, as best they can to supply information that people need to make informed decisions and navigate their day-to-day lives. So I think that's what drives my clients, but... I will tell you, there's no question about it, that um, this can, uh, this can, with all the crime out there right now, it can be desensitizing. It can be demoralizing, not only for us who listen to the newscast, but for the people who are reporting on it day to day. It is, um, it is a rough slog to do it every day. So um, I think it's, a, I think it's tough, but. Um, Please know that um, the people who are reporting your news, um, for the most part, do it because they really feel like they are um, benefiting the viewer and listener uh, by giving us information that we need. Um, in, in your, por- in your um, professional life, you have um, you know, been and run your agency for decades now. Um, and now have moved into authoring. I know that you you wrote your first book quite a few years ago now. What other types of issues are you personally interested in exploring with your writing? Well, my umbrella, Christina, is Positive Life Choice Psychology, and that's the name of my website, PositiveLifeChoicePsychology.com. And I'm all about making choices that not only benefit you, the person who's making them, but I'm also very much um, an advocate of being a solutionary. And I love this term. Being a solutionary, I thought when I first heard it, was making a choice um, or finding a solution that was constructive, a good choice for myself. What I learned when I looked it up is really a solutionary has a much higher calling. It's when somebody is faced with a setback, a challenge, an issue, a life detour, not only do you find a constructive solution for you or for me, meaning the decision maker, but you take into account how that decision will impact others. 
whether it will benefit them, will it hurt them. And a solutionary's calling is to not only make a constructive decision which benefits the decision maker, but also those around him or her. Really important, because if we're going to have a better country, if we're going to have a kinder country, if we're going to have a more civil country, I think we all need to be solutionaries and put ourselves in other people's shoes and make sure we don't hurt others with our decisions. Hopefully we benefit them um, and elevate them. So being a solutionary, I think, is, is something we hopefully can all aspire to be. Wow. I like that word, too. That's a great word. Uh, I, something I ask every one of my guests, and I'll ask you now, what is something you do to refresh yourself creatively? Uh, do you have a hobby, a habit? I know you used to play tennis. Uh, what do you do to kind of refresh your creative juices? Well, first of all, writing refreshes my creative juices. And I know this sounds a little corny, but, you know, being nice to somebody, saying a good word to somebody, helping somebody, um, that refreshes me. It makes me feel good when I can help others, when I can lift others. It makes me feel great. I also love playing uh, paddle tennis or pop tennis, which is a smaller brand of tennis. And I've got an amazing family. I love being with my wife and children. And, um, and I love walking on the beach. I love exercising. I love different takes, different views. Um, uh, I love doing lots of things. I, I have my family. I have my company. I write. Um, I play, as I said, a lot of pop tennis. So I'm best when I do lots of things. Mm. Uh, it keeps me fresh. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been fun talking to you again and, and getting to know more about your, your latest book, Aspire Higher, How to Find Love, Positivity, and Purpose to Elevate Your Life and World. Thank you, Ken. Thanks so much, Christina. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ken Lindner of Ken Lindner and Associates. He is the founder of Positive Life Choice Psychology and the Positive Life Choice Psychology Lifestyle. His latest book is Aspire, and it was so fun to catch up with him. This is a smart guy. I remember when he was representing me, I was so impressed. Harvard University, Cornell Law School, super smart guy, definitely the it agent that everyone wanted. I remember when he scouted me, I was in Denver at the time. Uh, he flew me out to his offices in L.A., and I was so impressed. He represented one of my idols at the time, Giselle Fernandez. And while I was impressed by all the trappings of his big agency, he was also so gracious with his time from the start of our business relationship to the end. And I really do feel like he helped me clarify the choices that I was making at that time. Now, many of you know this, in addition to my work on KFBK uh, News Radio, I own a company called Mendonca Media. We are an agency that produces content, both independent journalism and branded content for business. We're launching something new for thought leaders and CEOs and entrepreneurs, and it's called The Power Profile. Yes, it's the same name as this podcast. This is a mini documentary. It's a video that we are producing for world-class leaders who aspire to thought leadership. You can use it for press, social media, social media platforms, a game changer for your presence. 
third-party credibility and really telling your story in a way that shows how your philosophy informs your approach to leadership. I've won lots of awards for storytelling over the years, both communications awards and journalism awards, and I'm so excited to put my skills for work on these power profiles. There'll be much more to come on this new service from Mendonca Media. In the meantime, I want to thank you for stopping by this first episode of the Rebranded Podcast. Until next time, stay powerful. This has been The Power Profile with Christina Mendonca. Stay connected through mendonzamedia.com.